Salutatorian? What the hell's that? Well, it's not first place, that's for sure. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name's Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And this is a super special spoiler cast for Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. It is finally out. We have finally received it. It was announced, uh, I think, June or July 2013 with a 2015 release date. It has since been moved back to May of 2016 and then bumped forward again to March. And um, that was definitely a a smart move. Um, But, you know, I just want to let everyone know there are spoilers in this. Uh, spoiler cast, duh. So don't be surprised if we, you know, talk about the movie. Yeah, um, we're gonna be talking about this from head to toe. This movie just came out. I saw it on Thursday. You saw it on Thursday too. Uh, yes, the I, I also saw it on Thursday. And um, I, like, even even with the review embargoes basically lifting, I think around what Tuesday, maybe, maybe it was Monday. Tuesday night. Qu- yeah. So uh, I I was trying very very hard to avoid everything I possibly could about this movie. Uh, because I wanted to go in, I wanted to go in fresh. I didn't want to know any initial interactions, so I went in um, with low expectations, though, um, because uh, just to preface everything, uh, I, we, I watched Man of Steel the night before. Um, me and my wife sat down, and this is a little tangent that I just wanted to, to bring up. Technology's great now, because I don't own Man of Steel. I know it's not streaming anywhere, at least on the services that I have. So, know what I did? I was just like, I bet I can just go to YouTube, type in Man of Steel, and it'll give me an option to watch it right in YouTube. And it did. And I thought that was really, really great. So I paid like four bucks to rent the HD version of it. It loaded right in basically the YouTube player totally seamless i like very familiar with the controls i wasn't trying to figure out some sort of like weird amazon streaming controls so i just wanted to give a shout out to uh technology and digital media that like you can basically watch anything that you want to watch at at your fingertips so i just wanted to give a shout out for how easy it was to watch man of steel but basically and and while you do that i just want to like make fun of you for thinking video player controls are difficult (laughs) <laughs> because a play button and a pause button. So continue. I'm sorry. I just want to. I just want to <laughs> say that. Well, so because um, I, I wanted to make sure I was in the right mind space. You know, we have had so much Marvel. We've had a lot of volume of Marvel. We've had we've had um, Deadpool. Uh, we've had Daredevil just this year. Awesome. Just this rock, week before. Yeah. Awesome. Rock solid stuff. And um, you know. So I wanted to make sure I got into the DC space. And the only thing that we really had to go on was uh, Man of Steel. So I, this was the second time I, I've seen the movie. The first time was in theaters. I, I, uh, we didn't have this show. We, we weren't recording Superhero Slate when Man of Steel came out. So uh, I wanted to make sure to rewatch it. So I let everybody know what my definitive opinion on what was it. And it is, Man of Steel is not that great. Uh, I, I hate the writing. Um, I, I don't really like the characters. No one's that likable. Yeah. Like I never learned to get attached to anybody in the movie. So I was just like, this isn't, this isn't any news. People have talked about Man of Steel for a while now. So we were all waiting on Batman versus Superman to basically bring us back to the light. So, um, I just wanted to give everybody context that I watched Man of Steel before I went and saw this. And uh, this movie is directed by the same people, uh, uh, Zack Snyder, I guess directed and written, Zack Snyder and David S. Goyer. So uh, this is basically their round two. Now, is Chris Terrio uh, listed as a writer? I know you have IMD pulled up. Um, he, I, I think listed? so, but he, he's got second billing. Yes. I yeah, David S. Goyer, Chris Terrio, because I, I know Terrio came in after Affleck was, was announced. Uh-huh. Uh, to tweak it a little bit. Um, so I want to kind of go on that same route. I wrote a review of Man of Steel. I had Comic UI back then. I have a Man of Steel review. I uh-huh. went in with low expectations uh, for Man of Steel. Very, very low. Rock bottom. Uh-huh. And I came out more pleasantly surprised. Uh, yeah. I think because I think the visual style for that Superman was really nailed. Like, he nailed that Superman visual style. Like the fight scenes, you feel the punches from the Kryptons uh-huh. and, and that stuff. And one of my biggest complaints 
uh, was about the destruction of the city. And that was, mm-hmm. you know, when it came out. And that was my biggest complaint. Like, I can't give you this a good score because, again, there's no consequence. The film didn't talk about consequences mm-hmm. at all. And I think that was a, a low point for it. So that's I, I went back and reread my review, and my review still stands. Um, I think I gave it. A, I think I gave it a four out of five or an eight out of ten because I was feeling very generous uh-huh. um, back then. I didn't. I wasn't nearly as critical as I am now. Uh, so yeah. I might. Well, I might give it a lower number score, but I, I know where my mind was going into this movie as well. Yeah. So and, I think that's. Uh, I think that's a great way to the preface because and we didn't uh, talk about this before we came in today. That's that's the biggest thing. We we didn't talk about this. Mm-hmm. this oh is, yeah, this is the we, first time we've talked about this movie at the same time. Yeah, we we try to. I mean, we we talk all the time through uh, text messages, Facebook messages, all those type of things. So when it comes to spoiler cast, uh, you know, when we make this show, we kind of like to stay in the dark, which is really really hard because the first thing I want to do when I come out of a movie is just like start talking to just anybody about it, and so it's usually just me and my wife just going back and forth when we come out of the movie. So, yeah, so this is our first time going into it. We've kind of dropped little hints, kind of how we Arrived. felt about the movie. Yeah. But we don't we don't really know yet, so... Uh, All right, Mike. Well, I've written my full review on Comic UI for uh, Batman v Superman, uh, Dawn of Justice. People know what I think. What do you think, first off? Let's hear yours. All right, so it is another, like I said, round two with Zack Snyder and David Goyer. And I don't know what I was expecting. This movie is just as bad as Man of Steel, if not maybe worse, because they have so much more opportunity here that is totally and utterly wasted. I got bored during this movie. I was literally staring at the row of seats in front of me at one point in time, trying to figure out how the armrests work, because I just was so unengaged with part of, with parts of this movie uh, me and my wife looked over at each other during the movie a couple times to roll our eyes just because there is just so much grandiose, waxing, poetic dialogue from all of these characters. I mean, you can kind of get it maybe coming from Jesse Eisenberg's very bizarre portrayal of Lex Luthor, but at least it was consistent. Everybody had some sort of biblical passage passage, this sh- passage to say. It was beaten over our head over and over again that Superman was supposed to be some sort of replica of the Messiah. Nothing was subtle about this movie. Everything was banged over our heads. Like, I've just, I've been doing my best to marinate with this movie over the past 48 hours. And it has been very, very difficult for me to, to kind of sum up how I feel about this movie just without bringing the parts out that I just specifically don't like. This was just such a waste, and I am very, very curious if this movie is bad enough to tank 10 years of movies for Warner Brothers in the future, because I think it's going to do well money-wise, but this movie was bad. Okay, that <laughs> I seems, like. that's a very honest opinion, and I appreciate that, Mike. <laughs> I have to agree with you entirely. Um, oh, I'm glad my, we're on the same. I was a little worried. You were kind of slowly going into this, and I was like, I've seen some people out there defending the movie and liking the movie, and I was just like, I really hope Chris is not <laughs> one of them. <laughs> so um, I came at this um, without watching me. So I came at this as a movie. Everyone's like, oh, but what, what do you think of it compared to Marvel? I can't compare it to Marvel. Yeah. I'm sorry. There is no way. There is nothing on Marvel's plate that I can compare this to, so I can't do it. It's not Marvel versus DC anymore. This is yeah. DC versus the people, and the people are—I mean, the people are saying this movie blows. Yeah. And the reason it does is because it's somewhere in there, there are highlights of good moments, like little pings of like, oh, here's a good thing, here's a good thing, mm-hmm. but there's not enough of them to make the whole thing enjoyable. No. There, and guess and guess what? Those moments. That were enjoyable, all in the trailer. Every single one of them in a trailer. I well, it depends on which trailer you saw because I don't think the second trailer had any good moments in it. For the movie. <laughs> um, my my point, of, my the thing is, what I really didn't like is this movie was poorly edited from a technical point of view. Oh yeah, how this movie, the narrative is pieced together, is essentially it's taken from two movies. They wrote enough content for two movies, filmed two movies. And then tried to cut it out to fit it within the the three hour time frame, and this is the same syndrome Amazing Spider Man Two suffers from. Mm-hmm. There's so much, 
and they have to take out so much that what's left doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And a good example of this that I always use is the funeral scene at the end. Um, there's the funeral, and then it flashes to Batman terrorizing Lex Luthor in a jail cell, then goes back to the funeral. Like, <laughs> is, I don't know what happened there. Who thought this was a good idea? And, again, it's very symbolical. The film opens with a funeral and closes with a funeral. And while I, I, I want to think that this will bury uh, the the next several plans for DC, I don't think it will. You're, it's going to make money. It's already making money. It's, it's making enough money to, for them to stay afloat and say, okay, we did something good here. But the only thing they did good here was use the character names from the properties that they, they have. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I think... Um, the the thing that bothered me the most is people just magically knew things in this movie. Oh uh, yeah, it, it everyone never... just knew where to go and what to get without. Like you said, that it suffered from dialogue. I don't think there was enough narrative in that dialogue to tell a story. It just happened. Well, the, the narrative that we had basically was like pointless. It was just going yeah. on and on about gods and fear. There was nothing really substantial there. And that went into the big point is I didn't care about any of these characters for one second. We don't spend enough time with anybody to to feel emotionally connected to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the same thing that happened in Man of Steel. You know, the only time we ever really connect with uh, Clark on a personal level is through flashbacks when he's a little kid talking to his dad. We never get to see Clark Kent being like a normal person. He's just stoically like meandering from like logging sites to a bar and like you they just show him doing just generic heroic stuff we never really know like why he's doing it like you know he never really like is trying to save humanity and inspire hope he's just this dour dude that's just feels like an alien out of place and yeah there's some levels where that works for superman but like i just don't care about the character i didn't really care about batman even though if there's anything good I can say about this movie is Batman looked awesome. I loved I loved it when Batman was brawling, but as we said, we saw most of that brawling scene in that final trailer, so it wasn't like I was getting anything special there necessarily. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and you're right. I think I think the only time we do care about Superman in this whole movie uh, at all is whenever he sacrifices himself for Doomsday. Okay, uh-huh. that's a very I, this movie is made up of like if you take iconic comic books and just mash them all together, that's what this <laughs> fucking movie is. Like I could take you know my Batman, uh, the Dark Knight Rises, and Death of Superman and start smashing them together, and that's what this movie is. Um, but whenever he kills, whenever he dies, killing Doomsday, like it's very iconic. But you know what? They pulled that rug right out from under us whenever he's back to life in his coffin. Like, yeah, we I mean, know we, he's not dead. Like, it, it, I was going to say, Warner Brothers, you are bold motherfuckers for leaving him dead at the end of this movie and trying <laughs> to explain how to bring him back in Justice League. I was going to give him that. But you know what they did? They couldn't even sit on that. They, like, yeah. they brought him right back to life. And that brings me to one other point where if I do compare this movie to Marvel in one aspect, it is that no matter how brutal that fight with Doomsday was supposed to be, those characters look like they just got out of their makeup chair after fighting Doomsday, and they look brand new and perky and excited. Like, oh, my makeup didn't fudge. Like, I don't have any bruises or dirt on me. But we just—I just watched an entire season of Daredevil, where Frank Castle and Daredevil are bloodied and breed up and bleeding the whole time. Mm-hmm. Half of the Civil War trailer is Tony Stark with black eye, and Robert Downey Jr. is their money maker. So why can't DC just, you know, hurt the characters a little bit? Like, make them look like they just fought instead of, you know, uh, makeup models. Yeah. That, that's, and, that's, that's something I wanted to point out. If I was going to compare it, that's where it was. Yeah, and I mean, if, if we want to talk a little bit more about the look of this movie, um, I kind of felt this way also with uh, Man of Steel. The special effects are not, they're not very good. I mean, I, I can get that the special effects, they're on par with what's out there right now. Like, oh, okay, that's doomsday. I, do, I don't see any, like, loose polygons or anything like that. But nothing really feels real or lived in. That last fight was just one big CG fest. Like, it, it would randomly cut to doomsday just electrically sending out electrical pulses that really had no impact on the city necessarily i wasn't sure i was never really sure if it was a shockwave or it was like an emp i didn't really know what the fuck was going on and like his arm would get chopped off and he would like grow things and things would pop out he was just this weird cg monster nothing practical was ever thrown into this at all so i never really believed anything that was going on in this fight it was kind of hard to follow um 
And then I, also, also, um, yeah, just like there, there was a moment too where they had the the very few establishing shots that are in this movie, which they needed more of. There was one shot where there's a wide shot of the Superman memorial, and we see just people walking around it. And the Superman memorial looked like it was it was like rendered like in in like 2010 or something like that in like a video game on the PS3 or something like that. It just looked really weird. And then I'm like not even to mention that cyborg scene in that email attachment. That was okay. <laughs> I want to say I want to say that for something else. We'll, we'll okay. save the, 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 the those cameos for something else. I honestly think the Batman armor could have used some work. Um, mm-hmm. I we we've had Iron Man armor since 2008 and every time I see it I believe it. Um, but I couldn't buy the Batman armor. Yeah, it just something about it just seemed like a little cartoony. Uh, yeah. like the, the the details weren't there, and I just couldn't buy that he was wearing that armor the whole time. Yeah, and I don't think this is a ping on this whatever special effects company did the work. I yeah can assume that the special effects company can crank out amazing, awesome, masterful work. But I just don't understand what went wrong. This movie had an extra year and tons of fucking money to do this. There was no shortage of cash, no shortage of time. So all I could think of, someone was just making poor decisions. They were like, this looks good. Let's move on. No, it does not look good. Do not move on. So I I really feel like it came down to Zack Snyder a lot of the times just liked that aesthetic. And I just do not agree. Okay, yeah, I totally agree. So, I mean, let's 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 take a, a bit and say like it was a dark movie. I don't care it was dark and gritty or not happy. Mm. That didn't bother me. Yeah. The fact that nobody really did anything the whole time was kind of where I, I I draw the line. But I want to talk about some good things. So let's let's let's, let's switch our okay. attitudes a little bit. Okay. So let's let's try let's, to pull out some some positives before we get back into the negatives. So I enjoy Wonder Woman just like everyone else says, saying. When Wonder Woman shows up in her garb, she's an amazing person to have in that battle. Oh I yeah, really I really enjoyed mean, her. One of the few times I actually experienced joy during this movie was when the Trinity were finally together. They kind of had their their similar like Avengers style team up shot where they're all kind of standing there all next to each other, and I was like, oh wow, this is really crazy. We're getting all of these characters on the screen at the same time, and that was really impressive. And even though that shot was like an officially released screenshot, I think, <laughs> so it wasn't uh, see, even. I, I I didn't like. It. I felt it felt too forced to have uh-huh. all three of them there. Um, the, where the Avengers was more natural. Like yeah. I felt like it was, but like I think anytime Wonder Woman was on there, she was great. She had her her lasso. She had Doomsday roped up. She was showing that she was a capable fighter. Um, oh yeah. Uh, she was she was bringing the hurt on Doomsday because you know she is. She's a powerful woman. We don't get a lot of strong, powerful character, women characters, and that was really cool to see that. She she nailed it. And I also, like you mentioned earlier, Batman's fighting uh, technique uh, through, through the roof. That was great. It was like seeing an Arkham Knight or the Arkham Asylum games come to life, mm-hmm. and, and that was really cool, except I... Again, people are going to... They can agree with me. They can agree with me. I don't like that Batman killed people. Yeah, I mean, we so, just saw a whole Daredevil season. Daredevil and Batman are pretty similar characters. Yeah, uh, Batman's always known for not killing people. Superman yeah. can kill. I don't care. That's Superman. Yeah, so, so there are Batman some people shouldn't. out there that are that that are going to pull out Batman stories and they're going to say, "Hey, look, Batman killed." And that, I guess there were some earlier Batman movies where he did indeed kill as well. But so, I can't. I can't give them if they want to create a new Batman and say that this is not the same Batman. Don't rest on the laurels of the other movies. Yeah, yeah. If you want to create a Batman that kills, uh, there is a hundred percent. Um, a world where I can believe that happens. You know, he is old now. He's been doing this for a while. He could be really frustrated because he's just not getting results anymore. They just keep cropping up. And I think he says that at one point in time during the movie, but nothing is ever solid. Nothing's ever sold to me over the screen for me to believe that he would need to kill people. Like, where's the hero part of that, you know? And I thought, if this Batman's running around killing people, like, why doesn't, um, why doesn't Bruce, not Bruce Wayne, but why doesn't Superman bring that up? You know, why doesn't Clark Kent bring that up? Like, there's a vigilante over there, and why did they 
concentrate so much on the branding. Like, branding people, okay, yeah, that's pretty barbaric, but how about he's fucking killing people? I think that's a bigger deal. But, you know, if we're trying to circle back around the positive things, his costumes kick ass. I love that costume. And the Batmobile is cool. Yeah, and Alfred was really cool. The way him and Alfred worked together. I would watch that Batman movie without anybody else. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I think they need that Batman movie. And, yeah, and directed by Ben Affleck. That would be amazing. Uh, he, even written by Ben Affleck, as long as they don't get Zack Snyder to do it, that's that's my motto. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think I think he 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 had a good Batman and he did well really well with it, but like that doesn't transfer over to Superman. Superman should be bright and iconic and clash mm-hmm. with the dark gritty Batman. And th- it, it, uh, I'm gonna get one more good thing in here before I jump to Batman. <laughs> All right, I'm let's sorry. try to get one more good thing. I enjoyed the. Doomsday powers more so than you sounded like. I don't like. Mm. I didn't like the electrical, but Doomsday is a character. If had they taken the time in the narrative to explain this, and so this is me as a comic book fan. Mm. Doomsday he evolves to not die. So um, anything that was happening to him, his body would evolve to, um, you know, not have that happen to him again. Mm-hmm. So like when he got his arm cut off, he was growing bone hands. So they wouldn't get cut off again. Well, I and gotcha. like when he shed his skin and all that armor came off, it was to withstand a nuclear attack. Okay. Um, so I was really cool to see that. Hey, that, you know, the doomsday we saw at the beginning is not the same one at the end because he was evolving and he got really big. He got really gigantic, like mm-hmm. two or three stories. Also, I felt that was cool. But that's the comic book person to be enjoying that, not the film critic. Yeah. So I'll, whereas. I'll... Go ahead. <laughs> oh, OK, no, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, which brings me to my point, that fight's great, but the fight before that where Batman and Superman actually went at each other, kind of shitty. Yeah, so I will do my best to bring one maybe positive thing to light before we launch into the the rest yeah. of this shit show. So I think Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor could have been good. I don't, I don't think... He necessarily had to be the Lex Luthor we're used to with the basically conniving businessman. Um, it would have made more sense, and it probably would have been easier to get across on the screen. But I don't think the decision to kind of make him more of a tech mogul was necessarily bad. I thought like it was an interesting way to take the character and make it a little unique and to make it a little different for the cinematic universe. Because as we all know, it's okay to take liberties with the cinematic universe, but they just they just didn't sell it to me, and it just got weird and it got bizarre and it got mixed up and just it felt like the Joker and the Riddler at times. So I felt like the decision to you know like leave him with hair and make it Jesse. Eisenberg and to make him a tech mogul wasn't necessarily the bad call there. So I think so that's that's just me trying to pull out some light there. Let me I'm going to agree with you. I think the first two thirds of Lex Luthor was pretty cool and interesting. Um, and but the end when he goes crazy and he just kind of gets his head shaved um, was kind of stupid. Uh, because I think, you know, we're in a world where technology rules, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it, I, it could be like but he played essentially a young Mark Zuckerberg controlling the government. And mm-hmm. I, I agree he, that was, if they would have stuck to their guns and just stuck with that throughout, it would have been cool. But they, they flipped him at the end and it didn't work out. Like yeah. there were too many, too many versions of him going on at once and it just didn't work out. Whatever whatsoever. And he obviously killed those people in the, in the Capitol Hill. Like, he was the only person who was supposed to be in there who wasn't. So mm-hmm. I don't, they should have figured that out real quick. Yeah. I, I just, either way, sorry. There's so much I could like go on for days yeah. about this. I mean, what do we even, what do we even jump into next? What do, let's, okay. let's try to talk so, about something specific here because all I great. can do right now is just jump from one thing to another. Cause it's so, just, the movie makes me so frustrated. Great. So I wrote my review. I have some notes here that I took down for myself, uh, bullet mm-hmm. points, so to speak. First off, you owe me a Star Wars lightsaber because that was Doomsday. <laughs> I, I wanted to bring that up. Yeah, we, we did make a, a bet in one of our previous episodes where I kind of was leaning more Bizarro. You were leaning Doomsday. But Jesse Eisenberg specifically said, this is your Doomsday. Yeah. Um, so I guess I do owe you some sort of uh, action toy um, yeah. lightsaber. Yeah. Bring it to the wedding. Uh, that You're in charge <laughs> of bringing that here. You don't have to ship it. That's cost way too much. <laughs> All right. 
But uh, that's that's just one thing I want to let's have some fun with this. All right, let's, all right. I, we don't need to be so. Everyone else is being dour on it. Like we don't need to. We don't need to be like the movie, dark and depressing on it. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the nightmare scene that kind of popped up out of nowhere in the middle. Oh uh, yeah, this we, is a this is a whole thing. This is a whole thing for me. So what what do you got so, to say? So Bruce Wayne's encrypting a hard drive, and then all of a sudden it just cuts to this bleak future. Uh, uh-huh. Where uh, apparently apocalypse has taken over, and uh, Batman... da- isn't it Darkseid? Oh, I'm sorry, Darkseid. Darkseid yeah. lives lives on the planet Apocalypse, who is the X Men villain later this year. <laughs> Woo! Uh, so we don't ever see Darkseid, which is kind of sad. I kind of uh-huh. was hoping they'd show it to us because uh, they allude to him throughout the whole movie and by the end. Um, so, but he goes and he buys he or he tries to buy the Kryptonite, but is betrayed. And then the Superman soldiers attack, and then the Parademons attack, and then he's Superman rips out his heart, and that would have been cool. Uh, excuse me, that would have been cool out in some other context, but it felt so weird. How did that feel? You being shoved in there without any warning or indication? Yeah, it it made no goddamn sense. And this happens a couple times in the movie. And I feel like it's just a cheap storytelling mechanic that they're just like, oh, we need to get across to the audience. That's that Batman is very worried about Superman. So instead of intelligibly writing something that would make sense, oh, let's just have him have a dream. So he has a he has this dream. He has another sort of like dream or vision. Well, where... well let's, let's save that one. Let's save that one. I know what's <laughs> coming next. But, but this it, one it, is it very just... specific to it, the future. Yeah, like, and it makes you think, oh, it's is something affecting his brain. So I kind of I have a I have a theory, but. It is so just ridiculous, and it's so hard to get across from what we've seen in the movie. There's no way just an average viewer could even get this out of there. So to the average person, this just seems like a bizarre dream that makes no sense, but it seemed like they wanted it just so they could put it in the trailer. Okay, yeah, I, I agree. I feel like this is... um. DC is too worried about building their cinematic universe on their second movie that they, they try to... F- you have a bag, right? Um, and that's your movie. And they're trying to shove everything they can in that bag. Mm-hmm. And and that's kind of what happened here. And I again, I don't care that they're trying to build a world. That's great. But whenever the movie itself ends up going nowhere than just being a trailer for the next 10 years, mm. eh, it feels kind of shitty. Yeah. But this nightmare scene was very specific. It had parademons and Superman soldiers. And like, it, if had they had the Superman S instead of the apocalypse symbol, I'd mm-hmm. be like, oh, he's envisioning other aliens. And Superman being the god, or like mm-hmm. the ruler of the earth, that would have been great. But why did they have to bring Darkseid into this? That was really dumb. Yeah, I actually think this might be a really good launching point for us to go into these other Justice League members and how they pop up and crop up into the movie because this is this is the first time we get it, and this is the legitimately the first time in the movie where I was really shocked and surprised, honestly, because at the very end of this nightmare scene, we have the fucking Flash popping up yeah. out of nowhere out of like the speed force rip in space time and he's like barely clinging on to basically this time that he's in trying to tell bruce it was hard to hear so that was just i don't know if that was intentional or it was just bad yes. filmmaking but it sounds like he's saying something along the lines of like you were right all of all along about him so maybe he, they're talking about superman lois is the key lois lane and that kind of made me a little bummed out because i'm fucking sick and tired of lois lane she's a pointless character uh, in, in this movie so i don't need more of her so i'm just so, I, so you're right. and then, yeah and I, and then we don't we're not even 100 percent sure it's the flash until his helmet pops up and then you really have to look at his face now my wife is a big fan of the flash the tv show she's written spec scripts for it she has a, a really large collection of trades of really popular flash stories that she's really engaged in and loved reading she knows more about the flash than i do and she didn't even know it was the flash until the end of the movie because it was so hard to pick up on because the flash typically is not in an iron man-esque suit um, you can barely tell it's him by the, the red mask coming down over his eyes. You really have to look and see what's going on. You have to just kind of gauge the context of everything that's going on. So, and then we think, holy crap, this is a flash coming back from the future to tell Bruce Wayne and warn him. This is going to drive Bruce Wayne to action because this is actually happening wrong it wasn't actually happening it was a fake dream another dream within a dream so it made no sense we don't know why bruce wayne is having these visions nothing is 
told. It's just this weird, bizarre thing that we think might get explained in the future. I have, like, a theory that, you know, because if you're watching the Flash TV show, the current run, um, I believe in season one, when Barry traveled back in time, um, there were some characters that had some kind of shadow visions of what had happened in that timeline that was corrected. So I was thinking, oh, maybe this happened in the Flash's timeline, and he's coming back to tell Bruce to fix it, and that's kind of why he has that vision. That's kind of a way for me to explain it to myself, but it's far-fetched to get there. So, I, again, um, you're, you're, you're right. I think this is – it's really weird because as soon as he woke up from the dream, it was – what I perceive as another dream. I had a conversation with one of our listeners, um, Marshall. Uh, he said that 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 was real, and that kind of he passed out afterwards and woke back up. I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was two dreams in a row. But, and Zach Sander had to pick which one he wanted to go with, and he's like, "Let's do both." <laughs> um, because if that was a dream, to me, that's way too specific. Mm-hmm. Again, this is he like he said Lois Lane. Bruce Wayne didn't know who Superman was or why Lois Lane was you know, related to all this. Mm-hmm. Um, so why would he dream about it? He shouldn't, right? Exactly. Dreams don't, dreams don't just give you clairvoyance. And, but I really love seeing the fucking Flash do that. Like, that is oh, awesome. Yeah. That um, was cool. And that makes me excited for movies that are not uh, Batman or Superman, that don't have Zack Snyder involved, that don't have David yeah. Gore involved. <laughs> so, um, so like, yeah, because he's armored, he's traveling back. This is a scene taken from the book Crisis on Infinite Earths. Where mm. Bruce Wayne's saying there, the Flash tells him and warns him about the future, and then he just disappears in a puff. So again, if I again I'm mashing my two comic books together, I'm going to take this third <laughs> comic book and start mashing it in there too. Um, I'm just cutting panels out by my, by the way, <laughs> making this movie. Um, but I really like that. But then when he woke up and decrypted the drive and brought on the other Justice League characters cameos, mm-hmm. that should have been an after credit sequence. Yeah, whenever like that. Should have been something that he sits down, or Alfred sits down, or uh, Diana Prince sits down and looks at these files. Then, not in the middle of the goddamn movie. Yeah, because it just, because it just that takes like, the steam out. Each one of those could have been an after credit sequence in and of itself, mm-hmm. but seeing all four of them would have been even better. And now I don't like that they use old Ezra Miller with his long hair as the Flash because uh-huh. in that Flash back scene he had long or his short hair. Um. Aquaman, look, I thought we were going to get more of him. I was kind of disappointed, I think. Yeah, he was like the first character revealed in full costume, so I was just like, I thought he might literally be in the movie. Yeah, I, I did too. I uh, I thought there'd be more of him, that he did something at some point in time. They were in the ocean at the beginning of the movie. I was really excited. I'm like, oh my god, they're going to show Aquaman at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, they, nope. but they didn't. <laughs> and then Cyborg, really interesting. I'm, I'm interested to see how that plays out. Um, we didn't actually get to see him much, but we got to see the thing called a mother box in the comic mm-hmm. books merge onto his body and essentially create the cyborg that yeah. we're going to know. Even now, was there... that whole, whole scene was bizarre as fuck, and it looked weird. It looked like a YouTube video. Like It looked like somebody's, like, I don't know. It was just so weird. Yeah, it, well, it, it, it's a, a, me, a medical diary kind of deal. Yeah, like, I, like, man... This, as you can tell, this movie, like, I think the thing that just disappoints me the most is we have so much to work with here. Like, Warner Brothers, the only studio out there that has the entire reign of DC. They don't have to worry about lawyers. They don't have to worry about getting the rights to anything. So they have all of these characters, and they cram them into an email attachment to Wonder Woman. Like, why? And, well, the best part it actually is, I found, was Wonder Woman's photo showing that she's in World War One with Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. And, like, they kept showing that. I'm like, okay, that's really cool. We get it. Don't linger on it. <laughs> we we yeah. got it. Yeah, and, let's uh, just bring in that, um, uh, that, that kind of techno soundtrack. Every time we saw that photo, that techno soundtrack would start swelling up from the background. <laughs> Wonder Woman had her own audio track from Junkie XL. And, I, like, mm-hmm. even it, during her fight with Doomsday, it kept popping up, too, which is yeah. really Yeah, I mean, it was cool. I there yeah. is I like the music, but it's just weird hearing this intense like junky XL music when you're looking at a like a black and white photo. Yeah, so I at the end of the day, I think that's that's going to be another thing I, I point out. This movie was loud. That sound mixing was horrible because <laughs> like it's just loud and aggressive in your face. Like it's in your face, it's in your ears, but it's not something that it, it had the potential to transcend what we've seen so far uh-huh. and be something different. And it just it just let us down the whole way through. 
Yeah, so you know we we've talked about the the very poor uh, Justice League character cameos. Uh, we've talked about the fight with Doomsday. We kind of talked about Lex's really weird, bizarre connection to the story and his motivations that are never really clear. We don't really know why he hates Superman. He just hates Superman, I guess. Um, you know, we've talked about Alfred and Batman. I think it's time we talk about literally what this movie is called, and it's called Batman vs. Superman. So I think maybe we can dive into what we have at least or what we very saw little of batman fighting superman which should have been in my opinion the highlight of the movie well it should have been most of the movie mm-hmm. uh, and it was just i think 10 or maybe 15 minutes um i i don't know i have no good things to say about it uh there were a couple of, like i liked again it, this goes back to man of steel i like the brutality of the kryptonian punches mm-hmm. and i felt like superman was throwing bruce wayne around pretty good like through that stuff and back and forth but at the same time like i just the bat suit threw me off and i didn't like it like it didn't it didn't look real so i didn't feel it i didn't think yeah. anyone was actually in danger the whole time well and what bugged me the most is the motivation for the characters to be fighting to begin with. I mean, we Martha, got... they got Martha! Oh, like, I got that... I got that Batman wants to kill Superman because Superman's like a renegade that has no control over him. So that actually was established at least very clearly. But Superman? The only reason they started fighting is just Superman didn't get a word in edgewise quick enough. He should have just landed and said right away, like, I need your help. They captured my mom, but no, they just start fighting. And then eventually he gets around to saying it and the fight ends. So this whole fight is just based on the pretense that he couldn't communicate clearly quick enough, which is dumb as hell. If you like, if you <laughs> like, if you want to see um, a better reasoning, either read the dark Knight returns or watch the animated movie. You know, if you actually wanted to see it visually presented to you because it's taken nearly panel for panel from the comic. So man, well, <laughs> I, I, I guess that brings it to is Batman V Superman, which essentially feels like a Gotham versus Metropolis kind of deal. Why mm-hmm. the hell can you see Gotham from Metropolis? Like you're standing in Metropolis, you can see the bat symbol in Gotham across this bay. But like they never once like mentioned that during like you know the first movie. Like it, they shouldn't be that close. I'm sorry, Gotham and Metropolis shouldn't be next door neighbors across a, a little bit of water. Yeah, especially when you have a character that can fly. Like distance isn't an issue when your character is Superman. He can get to the other side of the world in a couple seconds. So like, what's the? They didn't need to be right next to each other. I felt like they needed to be right next to each other so Lois Lane could hop in a helicopter and fly over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just that 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 the the structural layout. They're trying to build a world. But they put their two biggest cities beside each other, uh-huh. and I'm like, well, that's not really world building, is it? That's that's pretty shitty. But uh, yeah, the fight the fight had some good punches. But you're right again; it all hinged on someone not saying something fast enough. Because I thought the same thing when I watched it. Uh-huh. And then at, at the end, uh, this is one of those things where people just knew things. Ma- I, I said this to me: people just knew things magically, especially when Lois Lane had to dive down. She's like, oh, they're fighting. They probably need that spear I threw in the water several minutes ago. Yeah, so and the only reason it, like and the knew. only reason she threw it in the water is so she could have something to do later in the movie. She like like it's such a shame cuz Lois Lane should be such a better character. Like they try to make her seem tough by saying things like in Man of Steel like, "Oh, I'm just not comfortable unless I'm wearing a flak jacket" and getting into like um gritty journalistic reporting. But like she never really holds her own. She's always getting fucking kidnapped and captured and Superman always has to save her. Like, Doomsday is literally, like, destroying the fucking city, and Superman has to fly off and save her from drowning because, like, she threw it in the water for no reason. Yeah, and the same thing that, like, Lex Luthor just knew... He knew who Batman and Superman were, like, early on. Mm. And he just, like, beat around the bush. Yeah, we never really figured out why he knew him either. (laughs) Yeah, so, um... Yeah, there's that. I guess the last thing maybe I want to touch on, a couple Easter eggs, a couple that make sense, a couple that don't. Um... Whenever the Martha Wayne's body became the man bat in the the oh the yeah mausoleum. that was weird. And I, like, they just did that just to put a fucking man bat in a movie. Like they didn't really need to do that. That was kind of stupid. Um, we kept seeing repeats of the uh, what you might call it. Uh, oh man, the death of his parents, mm-hmm. Batman's parents. So there was that. Um, yeah, and it's just. You might you might hear my 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 computer fan going right now while I'm looking up some of these because it's it's, it, 
your your computer is just it's fuming just as much as we are. <laughs> it really is. Well, I think the biggest like waste of things at the beginning when Lois is in like the Middle East, and mm-hmm. uh, he's she's like about to be killed or whatever. The guy who's with was Jimmy Olsen, <laughs> who the but the guy who betrayed him, and like was she's like oh, no we just used her to get into the to get to you like she's just a reporter that was Jimmy Olsen Superman's like best friend. Like, oh, I feel wow. like they're just throwing things away. Like, we got this. Let's throw it in there and throw it away. So I would hate to see what they did with um, the... I forget her name. They cut out some a bunch of people. Like, I don't know what they cut out. Like, they could have done this and, like... Oh, man. Ow, it hurts to think about it. <laughs> yeah, it's just... It's just so frustrating knowing that we have It's a movie these, full of Easter eggs. That's yeah, we have is. this movie with these two most iconic characters ever... Like, literally ever. Batman and Superman, everybody knows who they are. They're huge. They're way bigger than Iron Man ever was before he hit the big screen. Way bigger than Captain America ever was. Uh, They are just these colossal characters that easily could have filled the movie on their own. Why did we need to put so much else in the movie? I mean, introducing those other characters of Justice League had no merit on the film whatsoever. They didn't need to be in there. They were the perfect candidates for an after credit scene. Um... That the movie didn't have. Yeah, so it's just such a letdown. And I think that's why people are reacting to it so negatively. You know, some people um, say, like, there's no way this movie's worse than Man of Steel. You know, it's not. it shouldn't be getting the, the, the harsh criticism that it's getting. But it's like, you cannot come to the table like this anymore with uh with uh these comic book movies coming out not just marvel i mean kingsman is a comic book movie that's not marvel that came out and that was amazing you know we're getting these high level tier movies that are treating the source material with the utmost respect and fidelity and then we get this garbage this this lazy weak garbage on our table and it's so frustrating because this was supposed to be their introduction to the cinematic universe. We kept saying for weeks and weeks and months and months, every time we talked about this movie on the podcast, that this movie was their chance. It was their redo. You know, this was supposed to be their saving grace. Everything was riding on this movie. And it just went to shit. You know, um, I, I really, I think a lot of the people out there that are saying they really like this movie are just kind of fooling themselves a little bit. I'm not saying they're wrong or stupid or anything like that. I'm not belittling them. But I think um, when it comes around to them watching it for the second time, um, and then also when they go see Civil War in May, they're just going to understand that the caliber of these movies are just so different. I don't think Zack Snyder should be at the helm of these movies anymore. I liked 300. I liked Watchmen, uh, but he is just not he is just not effective at this. Warner Brothers really needs to get somebody at the helm of all of these movies, putting all of this stuff in check. Uh, I'm just I'm I'm just so let down. Like the wind is taken from my sails. I tried to go in with low expectations, um, which is why I watched Man of Steel ahead of time. I just don't know what I was expecting. I mean, it's so just I, a repeat I, performance. I've had multiple people refer to this as the Phantom Menace of the DC Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, where when people walked out of that, they were like, "Oh, this is amazing! This is great! It's fantastic!" Because they're wearing those rose tinted glasses. And I use this mm-hmm. in my Star Wars: The Force Awakens podcast. Uh, a lot of people, I think, love it. They say it's the best Star Wars movie because of they they have those feelings for those characters, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the same could be said for this. I I I like old Batman movies. Um, I don't care so much for Superman, but I like the old Batman ones. Uh, they mm-hmm. they don't affect me, and especially Christopher Nolan, his uh, how well he handled those characters uh, mm-hmm. were just spectacular. So I think a lot of people are letting the the their care for the characters affect how they feel about the movie on the whole. And they're and like you said, they're gonna. I think they'll change their minds and change their tones. Um, but at the same, time, I've ne- I've never seen something so divisive in, in my life because people were defending this movie before it came out, and I think this is a movie made for comic book fans. Mm. And I did the math; only about four percent of all ticket sales are people who buy comic books. <laughs> uh, at at most, four percent. That's if they multiple viewings. And they see it in IMAX 3D versions. And I just, I mean, this is something that's going to sit for a while. But you're right. They need to, Justice League needs to be different. And I don't know if we're going to get that different by Justice League. 
but Wonder Woman has a chance to be different, and I think it will be the standout star of all these movies, despite what uh, you may think of when you think of the the name Wonder Woman. Yeah, it, it, it just has to be. You know, and I feel like a lot of DC fans out there are going to be shouting their normal stuff of just like, oh, you're just Marvel fans. Like, no one wanted this movie to be bad. I do not want DC to fail. I want rock-solid, awesome DC movies that I'm looking forward to seeing every single year. And now I'm, that's just not going to happen. They totally... Uh, lost me on this movie like I honestly don't know if I'm going to be seeing DC movies night of anymore like uh, I try to see these movies as soon as I can because I'm excited to see them and I don't want things spoiled I don't think I care if I see reviews for Wonder Woman now I don't think I think I don't think I care if I see reviews for Suicide Squad coming up beforehand like I I just I just don't care anymore I mean it's such a shame I hope a movie can come out and just change my mind. I'm begging. I want DC movies to be just as good as Marvel movies. Yeah, and again, I, I, I agree with your sentiment, but I can't. I'm not going to compare it to, to Marvel because that's not what I did for this. When I went in, I went with a filmmaker point of view mind. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to see movies as good. I want to see DC make movies as good as other movies, mm-hmm. not just Marvel films. Yeah, great uh, point. Because. Again, something that I think, you know, this movie you, t- you touched on had a large budget, had a large cast, has a large amount of stuff in his pocket to pull from. Mm-hmm. Deadpool did everything for a fraction of the cost with a fraction of the resources and came out swinging so much better. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think when you give someone everything, they use too much of it. And this is an example of that. And I, again, I, I liken it to Amazing Spider-Man 2, which suffered from the same exact fate. Yeah, and I think we're going to be talking a lot about the future of Warner Brothers and DC on our weekly podcast that everybody should definitely stay tuned for. Um, But I am honestly legitimately worried and curious what's going to be happening to this slate of movies coming out because they they rested so much on this and it just did so so bad. So here's where I want to ask you two things, Mike, before we we wrap this up. Mm -hmm. One, are you worried about Suicide Squad? Actually, I am not so worried about Suicide Squad just because it's going to be so different. Uh, it's just it's got a different creative team behind it, so I'm expecting this to be unique and special. And I am not so worried about it. But since it is not as integral to the connection of like the Flash and Cyborg and Aquaman and the Justice League, um, I feel like even if this does really really well, it's not necessarily going to improve the rest of the universe. Okay, great. Secondly, let's go ahead and talk the future right now. To me, okay. I don't think I don't think DC is going to change your slate other than add a Batman movie in or a couple Batman movies because of how well he's been received. Um that's my that's my point of view. I don't think they're going to change a thing. I think they're going to make enough money because people are going to go. No matter what, I I've, I've actually convinced people not to go. Uh, so I'm proud of myself. <laughs> so, but this movie's cleaning up. I don't care how much I work telling people I could go out and picket fence this damn like movie and people would still go. But, yeah. Uh, I think it's going to make money that Warner brothers isn't deterred, but I, I just think they have, I think it's critical reaction, not fan reaction, critical reaction that also usually tends to have a, a big effect on film. So do you really think they'll change something if they recoup, if they make over, um, if they make $750 million or more, do you think they'll change anything at all? I, I think um, I think the future with Zack Snyder and Warner Brothers is on shaky ground. I I believe he is connected to Justice League Part One and maybe two, right? As far as I know, one. Um, but I, I don't know two. Probably. I mean, just just probably. But you know, things change. I I think Spider Man change hands in six months, so I can't. I think I think honestly, Zack Snyder might be done. I think this was he had a job to do and he didn't do it. Uh, I know some people will say maybe executives put their hands into the pot. Other things got in there. I, I mean, this was just. Do you, so do you think he's going to. I I mean, Justice League Part 1 films next month. I think he's going to stay through that one. I mean, yeah, if it's starting that soon, man, I'm just. The the wind, my sails, any other analogy <laughs> along that line. I, I'm just he, so disappointed. He He's also on Part 2, by the way. Oh, okay. Um, so. Uh, according to IMDb, he's on part one and two. I uh, I think I think he'll stick through Just League Part One. Um, if I if I look at it correctly, I believe the writer is 
Uh, I can't see here. Uh, Chris Terrio is actually coming in for it. You know, I'm just going to cross my fingers and hope we get a solid Flash movie, and hopefully that's good. Because uh, <laughs> I, I want to see big budget Flash special effects. Um, so I'm, I'm going to hope... I'm going to hope on and cross my fingers for that, but I think it's obvious to tell that both of us thought that this movie did not deliver, and it's a shame. Yeah, I really I really wanted it to, and um, I, I don't know. We'll have to see. I don't know. It depends on, again, I think I think you're right. It depends on who writes it. If, mm-hmm. it is, if it is Chris Terrio, I have a little more faith in his writing abilities than I do David Goyer, uh, but uh, yeah, I think you're right. It, it did. I didn't want it to fail. I don't think it's going to fail enough for anyone to, to notice or to make a change immediately. Uh, but I just, I, in no good faith, can I recommend this movie to anyone who enjoys movies on the whole comic book fans? Yeah. Yes, please go see it. If you like Batman, you'll love it. Or you'll, if you like Batman, you may like it. If you like Superman, you may like it. If you like man of steel, you'll probably like it, but I can't go around giving common people who have no idea what's going on. Uh, my, my, uh, I, I guess what's it called when you endorse something? My endorsement. Yeah. After much consideration, Mr. Snyder, I've decided not to endorse your film. There we go. <laughs> Jurassic Parked it right there. Yeah. So, I think it's I think it's just uh, safe to say if you if you want to hear us, uh, Chris and myself talk about something that we like, uh, go check out the, our Daredevil spoiler cast that we just recorded. Uh, we specifically saved Batman and Superman uh, uh, for the last uh, recording of today and. You know, I'll I'll see you tomorrow, Chris, when we uh, yeah. when we record our our weekly episode, um, and we'll 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 get back on track here. We'll we'll get yeah. we'll get things back to normal soon. <laughs> That's fine. I don't think. I mean, in the long run, this doesn't affect me. But if people like want to see, maybe you mean you drew a Batman comic recently, right? Mm-hmm. If people want to see that, where can they find that at, Mike? Well, if they want to see what I'm up to, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram. And as always, you can read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if they want to catch up with your reviews on comicui.com, maybe they don't necessarily want to wait until we get around to recording these bad boys. Where can they follow you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or you can read my review of this uh, Donald Justice and Man of Steel on ComicUI.com. They're both linked in the same article. Go check it out. Really love writing those things. Uh, they're fun. I, I kind of break it down from a filmmaker's point of view, so you'll, you'll get that. But, uh, yeah, I guess in the meantime, where else? Uh, if you're listening to us, where else can they find us, Mike? Well, as always, they can find us at SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place where you can find the links to every place we put the show. We're on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr, email, Facebook, Twitter. We are all over the place. We are on the map. You know, if you're a fan of the show, please uh, consider leaving us a review on iTunes. It helps us pop up in some fresh faces, get some new listeners to the show. And if you're a super fan, share share the show with a friend. Uh, that's the best way to spread uh, the Superhero Slate yeah. love. Chris, I'm I'm depressed. I'm sad, but I'm excited because I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go check out some Star Wars uh, burlesque um, show goodness, uh, Star Girls, that my wife uh, graciously bought us tickets for. So I'm ending. I'm ending the weekend on a good note. Yes, well, the most definitely. And I, like I said, uh, we'll be back in the quote unquote studio tomorrow to record the next show. So uh, look mm-hmm. forward to our regular uh, scheduled podcast. And we'll see you guys then. All right, everybody. All right, Batman Superman you. was bad. Bye. <laughs> it was it was bad. Bye. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe.